Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership, where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. I'm your host, Brina Morales. Today is Tuesday, April 11th, and we're joined by Partnership Chief Economist, Patrick Jankowski. On today's episode, we're digging into the latest census data on population growth and how Metro Houston stacked up against other metros. Patrick, thanks for joining me today. Brina, it's it's great to visit with you again and great to visit with our listeners. So let's talk about the U.S. Census Bureau's latest population estimates for 2022. What's Houston's current population? Okay, uh, we've passed the benchmark. We're over 7.3 million. Actually, if, if you if you want all the numbers, radio uh, listeners out there, uh, 7,340,118. Of course, when they say 118, I always wonder how they're being so so precise. But let's just say Houston's population now tops 7.3 million. It's 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 huge. <laughs> it's a big metro area. You know, uh, before you ask the question, let me tell you, uh, no, we haven't moved in the rankings, even though we've picked up so many people. That's <laughs> always the first question everyone asks. Yes, we're, we're still we're still fifth. Uh, number one's New York. Number two is L.A., Chicago, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, and then Washington. But uh, we pretty much have a solid lock on fifth place. Is is the the rate at which uh, the metros above us are growing or shrinking, or the rate the metros below us are growing or shrinking. Uh, I don't see Houston losing ground. Uh, we're going to probably be in ranked fifth for the next 20 years. Okay. So can you talk about how that, com- the you know, the latest numbers compare to 2021? Okay. So I, I gave you the, the overall where our population is. Let me tell you what we added. We added roughly 124,000 residents last year. And that was actually a pretty good year. We, we had had five years with population growth in the region. And when I say the region, I'm talking about the nine-county region. And if you want to know the counties, it's it's Austin, Brazoria, Chambers, Fort Bend, Galveston, Harris, Liberty, Montgomery, and Waller counties. We had five consecutive years where population growth was under 100,000. And that's just very unusual for Houston. And so when we got up to 124,000, we're pretty close to what the long-term average is for the region, or at least the long-term average that we've had over the last 20 years. So it's it's kind of nice to see that we're getting back to normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know you and I have talked about this before, the common misconception people have when they hear Houston gained 124,000 people in 2022. That's a big number, right? So people yeah, are gosh. like, what does that really mean? So can you break it down? Yeah, I sometimes grit my teeth when I hear people say, 124,000 people moved to Houston last year. I go, no, we gained 124,000 residents. Uh, our, our people need to understand that there are three components to population growth. There's one thing which we call the net natural increase, and that's you know, every year we have 90, 100,000 babies being born. We have forty to 50,000 people dying, so you subtract the deaths from the birth, and you get a, a natural increase. And, and that was pretty healthy for Houston last year. That was just shy of 40,000. But there's also something called net and migration. Every year people move into the region, but you also have people move out of the region. And what you want is to have more people moving in than moving out. And, and last year's net migration number for Houston was actually pretty strong. Last year, our net migration number was, was just over 85,000. And I want to let you know that 85,000, that's the second best in the U.S., uh, only Dallas-Fort Worth has stronger net and migration. And what's nice to see is Houston is still attracting population. While well, if you look at New York and Los Angeles and St. Louis, Chicago, San Francisco, Detroit, Philadelphia, Boston, San Diego, Minneapolis, Washington, Denver, they all lost population through net migration. They had more people moving out than moving in. Mm-hmm. 
And it says if it wasn't for their natural rate of increase, those populations would have shrunk significantly. As it is, some of them did shrink significantly. Uh, poor New York. New York uh, lost uh, uh, almost 160,000 people last year. L.A. lost over 100,000. Chicago lost close to 80,000. Wow. And that, that's even with the, the net natural increase. They were still shrinking populations. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about what our listeners may want to know is how many people actually moved into Houston last year. Okay. So that, that gets back to that net migration number. And that is actually broken down to two different components. There's something called domestic migration and international migration. And, and, and please, I want people to know, I'm not saying there's not immigration. It's in. That's I-N-M, in migration. And, and if you break that out and, and look at the different components of it, uh, our, our net in migration has two components. That's an international component and a domestic component. Uh, domestic in-migration was 37,500 last year. So 37,000 more people moved in than moved out of the region. International was actually significantly stronger. International migration it was 47,500. You need to understand when you talk about uh, international migration, that's all sorts of things. It really reflects just someone who lived abroad last year. It could be expat workers that are being called home from overseas. Could be foreign workers that have been assigned to work for a multinational company in Houston. Could be like someone from the military who's been redeployed stateside, redeployed over at Ellington. Uh, could be international students enrolling at a local university. Temporary workers on an H-1B or H-2B visa. You know, refugees have been placed here by relief agencies. Uh, migrants, uh, documented and undocumented, who, who left their homelands for better lives in America. So it's a combination for international. And what's interesting is international has remained fairly strong, uh, actually stronger than domestic migration over the last 10 years. And it's one of those things that just helps to diversify the economy and, and make this such a wonderful place that we have so much great restaurants. Yes, diverse. Theater performers. And, and, and uh, it's great to push the cart down the aisle in the grocery store and entire aisles devoted to all these wonderful foods from different countries. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, Patrick, before we continue, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our Bayou Business Download sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for making today's podcast possible. Learn more about Fifth Third Bank and the services they provide at 53.com. That's the number 53.com. So we've talked about Metro Houston, but let's talk about what happened with the individual counties. Okay. So let's start with Harris County. Harris County had a uh, very strong population growth, but all of it came from the net natural increase and international migration. Domestic migration was actually negative last year for Harris County. Uh, It actually had 20,000 more people move out than move in domestically. If it wasn't for international, 37,000 moving into Harris County internationally, and for that that natural increase, the the births, we had 64,000 births last year, uh, minus the deaths, Harris County's population would have shrunk. Mm. So Harris County's been struggling a little bit, but if, if you want to look at the counties that, that, that did very well and you want to look at the, the, the change as you look at that, uh, we saw a significant amount of growth, as always, in Fort Bend County and in Montgomery County. Uh, Fort Bend County added uh, 29,000 people. Montgomery County added 28,000 people. Mm. It's there each year. They seem to be garnering a growing share of the region's population growth. And we saw growth in every county saw growth. Every county saw growth through both net migration and from in the natural rate of increase. But the ones that saw the most 
in migration were Fort Bend and Montgomery counties. Okay. It makes sense. So I know people out there, some people out there, who don't see the benefit of population growth. They'd be fine if no one moved to Houston ever again. So can you talk about why population growth is so important to the region? Oh, gosh. If you're a business owner out there, would you be happy with the fact that your customer base never expanded? <laughs> you had the same number of customers year in and year out. At some point, the customers are going to leave. Mm-hmm. They're going to move out. They're going to pass away or just stop shopping there. You need to look at population growth. It's, it's a way of, of bringing new consumers into the region and, and, and growing the consumer base. And that could be someone who shops at a grocery store or someone who goes to a doctor for health care or someone who goes to the arts or, or the sports. You need to have continued population growth to, to expand your consumer base to be injecting more money into the economy. If you look at it from an employer side, if you look at it from an employer side, employers need to have a, an expanding workforce to hire from. Mm-hmm. So anytime someone moves into the region, you know, as long as they're an adult, that's bringing new workers into the region. So it's a way to expand the workforce and therefore expand the economy. Mm-hmm. But probably if you look at it, just basic pocketbook, as these new consumers come into the region, these new residents come into the region, they're going to be purchasing things, so they're going to be paying sales taxes. They're going to be buying houses, so they're going to be paying property taxes. Or even if they're renting an apartment, property taxes are factored into the rent. So by having people moving into the region, you're growing the tax base. Think about places like New York, like I said, that, that lost close to 160,000 people. They now have fewer people that need to cover the tax burdens for the region, the tax deeds for the region. So taxes will go up. So that's a concern that if you're not expanding your tax base, if you're not expanding your population base and it's shrinking mm-hmm. or staying the same, then you're not expanding your tax base and it becomes a burden on the consumer. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks for explaining that one. So Patrick, last question. I'm sure people are wondering, where are all these people coming from? Gosh, where are they all coming? I don't know, but they're all in front of me on the road into work every day. I see the out-of-state license plates. <laughs> so they're coming from my neighborhood. Oh, no, no. You, you want to know what? states or metros are yes. coming from. Okay. Okay. I thought they were all coming from, from out in my neighborhood and making sure they got on the road before I did. So uh, there's, it's kind of hard to get a grasp on that data when the Census Bureau releases the estimates it didn't release where people are coming from, but we get a little bit of insight from other sources. For one thing, this international migration is one reason why Houston's such a, a wonderful, diverse region. And one in every four Houstonians was born outside the United States. We have some idea of where they originated from. Now, they could have been born out of the United States and came in through New York or L.A. and eventually ended up in Houston. But we happen to know that that, that roughly 60% of our foreign-born po- population is from Latin America, well over a million people. Uh, roughly uh, 450,000, are from Asia. We're looking at uh, about 120,000 people from Africa, 85,000 from Europe. But the, the biggest portion, though, is Latin America and Asia as far as the international migration. Mm-hmm. Now, the domestic migration, uh, that's even a little bit trickier to get a handle on. Uh, you can get at the data through the IRS. They don't publish data related to individuals, but you can find out something about where the where a tax form was filed one year versus the next year. The last time we did the analysis for that, it seemed like uh, the California was the one state that supplied the most new residents to Houston. I'm going to put a guess. I'm going to ask you to guess. What do you think? What state do you think has the second most number of residents coming to Houston? Uh, Florida? No, Louisiana. Louisiana. Well, we'll think of it. Part of it is if you're in the oil and gas industry, at some point in your career, you're going to work in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. 
And also, if, if you graduate from a university in Louisiana, you know, their economy isn't as dynamic as Houston is. And so people come here for job opportunities. Uh, but you're right. Florida is number three. So it's California, Louisiana, Florida, then after that, New York and Illinois. So that's kind of it state-wise. Uh, I wish I had a better handle on which metros they're coming from. But if you think about it, as I, as I talked about, metros which have lost population last year, New York, L.A., Chicago, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Detroit, I would suspect a significant number of people who live in Houston now were living in those metros a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So the economies that are shrinking or the populations that are shrinking are sending both workers and residents to Houston. Right. And I don't have a problem with the growth. I'd rather Houston be growing than stagnating. Yeah. Or shrinking. Or, or shrinking. Because yeah, if Houston starts to shrink, that means to maintain the same level of services, I'm going to have to pay more taxes. Mm-hmm. And you know no one wants that. No, no I'm not going to raise my hand when someone asks me to volunteer to pay more taxes. <laughs> and for those who may want to dig in deeper into today's data or want to see the numbers on paper, read April's edition of Economy at a Glance on Houston.org. Patrick, thanks for joining me today. And that's it for this episode of Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. There, you will find links to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the partnership's work to make a difference in Houston. A special thanks again to our sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for helping make this podcast possible. And thanks again to you for listening to Bayou Business Download.